Welcome to Outspoken Voices, a podcast by and for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer parents, people with LGBTQ parents, future parents, and everyone else who is part of our family journeys. I'm your host, Emily McGranahan, and I am the Director of Family Engagement with Family Equality Council. Being a parent can be hard. Being LGBTQ can be hard. Dating can be hard. Combining all three is a whole other thing entirely. Being a parent can make LGBTQ people feel isolated from the broader queer community. So what happens when you add on trying to date and navigate being a single parent, or even when co-parenting? My own memories of my parents separating and dating when I was young are pretty fuzzy. So with me today to talk about the experiences from all sides is the wonderful Acosta family. Hillary and Katie have been married for six years. They have two children, Josiah, who is 18, and a three-year-old daughter. When they first met, Katie was raising her then 10-year-old son from a previous relationship. Katie is a Georgia State University professor, and Hillary is an operations manager for a nonprofit law firm. So welcome, Hillary, Katie, and Josiah. Hey. <laughs> we know a little bit about the answer to this first question, but I would love for you to tell us a little bit more. Um, as I ask everyone, who is in your family and how was it formed? Mom, you want to take this one? Sure, I'll take this one. So <clears throat> there are four members in our family. Um, Hillary and I uh, are the two parents and we have two kids um, with a pretty big age gap. Our 18-year-old senior, um, Josiah, and our three-year-old Juniper. Um, so yeah, so we're a family of four and, you know, us raising two kids, it's kind of weird because they're at such different places in their lives that it kind of feels like two totally different tracks of parents. And, uh, would you just share a little bit more about how, um, Josiah and Juniper came into your family? Sure. So, um, I, um, had Josiah as a single parent when I was in college, um, I was 19 and I raised him, um, on my own, um, until, uh, Hillary and I got together when he was 10. Um, a lot happened in those uh, first 10 years of his life, including like I went to graduate school and, um, there was just lots of ups and downs, I think, during those years. Um, and then when Hillary and I uh, started our relationship, we moved pretty quickly into um, wanting to get married and wanting to have more kids. And though it took us a little while, we eventually were able to um, have Juniper um, with assisted reproductive Katie, you, you mentioned this already, but what was dating as a single parent really like for you? It's weird because um, I didn't ever like actively seek out dating. I was really kind of, you know, in graduate school and living away from home and parenting a small child. I just never really felt like I had the time. I know a lot of people who are single um, you know, these days do things like use dating apps and like, you know, online dating and stuff like that. And like, I never really did anything like that. Um, I just remember always feeling like 
I was really afraid to be in any kind of long-term serious relationship because I didn't like want to confuse Josiah and gotten pretty comfortable with he and I having a routine that was pretty much us and we kind of did our own thing and I'm a little bit nervous that you know dating would complicate that and that it would change my relationship with him um so that was a little bit hard when I actually started dating a little bit more actively I remember when Hillary and I got together like one of the things that worked for us was that we didn't really have to give Josiah an explanation because I like we were in a position where you know we I could just say well you know this is my friend Hillary and we didn't really have to discuss it beyond that um I think that when I was um at a point where Hillary and I were really serious, then I wanted to sit down with him and have a different kind of conversation. But up until then, we were I was able to spend time with Hillary and with Josiah at the same time without having to overly explain the situation because we could just be friends and Josiah wasn't curious enough to need more of an explanation than that. And I appreciated that. Like it, it gave me a buffer, if you will. Yeah, that's so. That's just so different from my own experience. Well, my mom, I had two moms who were together when I was born, and then they separated when I was around four years old. And so when my mom Kathy then st- started dating, she like she did not have that anybody that the the person she was dating like could not meet me for a very long time, and she really like kept that separate so that you know I went to you know her her previous partner, Grace, like I would go to Grace's house every other weekend. And, you know, like that's when she could have dates like that. That's really how she um, kept it separate for a while. So that's so different. Um, Hillary, what was that like for you getting to know Josiah sort of as that, as your own relationship then was developing? Did you kind of keep those things separate as well? Those, those, those times when you were together with both Katie and Josiah and times you were just, you know, with Katie and in the relationships must be so different. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were very, very different. Um, it was sort of like two tracks of dating at the same time. Um, you know, there were the times when we would just date by ourselves and we were getting to know each other. And then there were the times when Josiah was around as well, which was, it was interesting to get to spend time with him. Um, Because obviously I knew that he was a part of Katie's life that, you know, was coming with her wherever she went. And so I thought it was really important to get to know him. But I also understood that at the beginning, we just wanted to introduce me into his life so that he could get to know me as a person. And so I, I was sort of seeing it as the same for me. I wanted to get to know him as a person. Yeah. So my mom and, and Nancy met when I was, I think, around five. And Nancy, you know, later second parent adopted me and, you know, so is my, you know, became another parent. Um, and so they started dating and like the, the family story is that on like Nancy knew that Kathy had a daughter similarly, you know, she was aware that this person she was going to start dating or go on a date with had a kid. Um, but, and she was so excited about that, that on the first date, 
her the trunk of her car was like full of coloring books and like art supplies because she just was so excited about it um and so then Kathy was the one who had to say like whoa like that's great you're excited but like let's go on our first date (laughs) and so I didn't meet Nancy then um until a little while later but clearly in that act Nancy had made it clear that you know she was aware that this you know that Kathy had a daughter and she was like cool with it on board like ready to learn you know Hillary knowing that Katie was a parent did that impact in like how you went about dating or even in the choice in dating that knowing that this is someone who was going to come as a package deal (laughs) with Josiah yeah um so you know Katie and I really did start out as friends um and so I met Josiah you know in in brief spurts early on in having met Katie um, before we started dating. And so I definitely knew that she came as a package deal, as you say. I think it was something that I considered, you know, a lot before we started to date, you know, was this a relationship that I wanted to jump into, as opposed to the friendship that we had had and enjoyed um, before we started dating. And, you know, for me, I was very lucky to get to, to know Josiah as we were dating as well it all felt right to me. And so I think that I spent a lot of time getting to know both of them, you know, separately and together to be able to see that I got a lot of enrichment in my life from both of them. And so it was something that I was really lucky to get to be able to be a part of. Josiah, do you remember meeting Hillary? Um, I don't recall meeting Hillary for the first time. I do recall finding out that they were dating. I don't really understand what happened to me in that moment because I started crying, but I didn't quite understand. I really didn't understand what I was being told, but I felt sad anyways. Maybe it was the atmosphere or maybe it was me. I'm not entirely certain why I felt so sad in the moment, but. Well, it certainly would mean, a. I mean, at least for me, it means a, a change in that, you know, that routine, um, Katie, as you mentioned, like, yeah, that it, it definitely means change. So I think sometimes that can feel sad when you don't know what that change necessarily means. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of change either. Yeah. Do you do you remember Hillary then moving in? Uh, I remember her moving in and I remember not really understanding, but I was kind of chill with it because we had like people who lived in the house before as well and we like split the rent or whatever. But I just figured she was the next person doing that, I guess, for a bit. But I didn't really quite understand. <laughs> See, I have – there. I even – I was much younger. I was like probably six at the time, but I to- I do remember. I don't know. Like I liked Nancy, and she was this like new person, and I liked her. But uh, you know, apparently, I was still harboring some sort of feelings about something because I picked up the phone. Like someone called the house phone, the landline house phone, and I picked up the phone in one room, and my mom Kathy was downstairs, and so we both picked up, and so I stayed silent as she started to speak. And I was in the same room as Nancy. And Nancy was like, oh, you know, you got to hang up. Like, don't just listen into a conversation. That's rude. Um, so she's like, oh, hang up. And then I looked, turned to her and I like, you know, covered the receiver and was like, she's talking to a boy, like trying to make her jealous or something. <laughs> and then Nancy was like, I really doubt it. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Apparently I was trying to – I don't know what I was trying to accomplish with that as as a six-year-old, but uh, clearly something. Did you do anything quite as inexplicable? (laughs) I never – 
said much to him, but I recall some salty remarks for me just over general things like put down the video games and get ready for dinner was like a hard one for me when I was especially younger. And Hillary, as a as a new parent to a older child now, you know, that that when you're coming in as a step parent or, you know, an additional parent, it's certainly a unique experience. Um, as parents, both Hillary and Katie, did you experience some of that? I, I definitely did. Um, I, I remember being shocked what hour we ate at. Um, <laughs> at the time that Katie and I uh, started dating, I was living on my own and eating at 8 p.m. And, you know, all the things that you do as, as a single um, girl in your 20s. And, yeah, it, it definitely changed every aspect of life. It definitely felt strange at first to give directions or to tell Josiah what to do, um, anything like that. You know, for a little while, I felt sort of like it wasn't my place to do it. But the more time we spent around each other, the more comfortable we got with each other and the easier it got for me to be able to help guide him in the day-to-day sort of things that a parent does that someone in an adult relationship doesn't necessarily do for for children that that they're not parenting. Mhm. And Katie, this must have been a transition for you as well to over time really share the parenting roles. Did you experience your own sort of growing pains in in some of those transitions? Yeah, that I think was the biggest source of tension in that first, I would say, year and a half between Hillary and I, because I was very used to being the one to make decisions, the one in charge. I I wasn't at all used to consulting anyone about what to do when it came to him. And Hillary really wanted to be part of the conversations and she wanted to participate in making decisions and and she wanted to be a very involved parent. And in theory, I wanted her to be a very involved parent too, but I had no idea how to parent with a very involved parent in that way, like at all. And so I felt like we really had a hard time just like interpersonally, she and I like really had to work out what the roles were going to look like, you know? Um, And I think we stumbled over that for a while. So I really had to learn how to listen more and how to really let her in. Josiah, do you have any memories of when you, when you started seeing Hillary as a parent um, or when you're, when you like, was there a sense of when your relationship changed at all? Um, yeah. To be honest, I don't think I ever really saw Hillary as like my parents or like my mom until we moved to Georgia. Before then, I always saw her as someone like I respected. I mean, not always, but like as like time grew, I I like respected her and I like listened to her. But I never really saw her as like my mom until we moved to Georgia. And I felt like at that time, it was mainly because we were in a new environment and a new home, and like everything was new for me. But the things that had stayed the same were Hillary and Katie. So it felt like it was a next step. And it felt like it was, it was easy to understand at that point because of that. And I understood a lot more as I got older. And I think because of that, I felt helped me accept her a lot more. And she was always there for me. 
she always helped me out whether I was appreciative or not. And it kind of made me see things a little differently. Katie, you're now working on a book project on LGBTQ step-parent families. Can you talk about that research and what you're seeing? Yeah, so I should probably say that I decided I wanted to write this book because Hillary and I got married and I was like, oh my goodness, like how is no one writing about this? This is so hard. I mean, I think the bad story is I'm a sociologist. I study queer families for a living and always have, even, you know, before my relationship with Hillary. And so this was like the next project that made sense to me. Um, so I started conducting interviews with lesbian, bisexual, and queer women who were parenting children from previous relationships in same-sex households. What I I've come across throughout the five years that I've spent collecting the data and now writing the book is that um, there is there are some very clear differences in people's experiences, in part based on what the origin relationship looked like. So whether or not the children originally from a same-sex relationship or whether or not the children were originally from a heterosexual relationship made a big difference in a way that I didn't know it would. I find that um, having a prior heterosexual relationship and then moving into a same-sex relationship that you're parenting children in creates its own unique set of complications for the families. In terms of legal issues, issues with extended family, they definitely experience more more problems with homophobia, for instance, in all of these places, from extended family, from courts, and sometimes even from biological fathers. Same-sex couples that were raising kids together from, that were originally from previous same-sex couples seem to bypass some of that um, and to be a little bit more insulated from that. So they still had some issues, but... Overall, they actually were doing much better in this study, in my study, than were the other couples. That's, that's, it's so frustrating to hear that the courts and like even legally being in a same sex relationship, it, it can still today be, you know, used negatively for against them. Mm -hmm. It's actually, and it's one of the things that. I found most surprising because, you know, back in the 90s, in the 80s and the 90s, we had a bunch of research that showed us that, you know, the courts have serious, serious issues with homophobia. Family courts were taking people's kids away from them because they didn't want these kids to be raised by a gay parent. And they were, you know, awarding full custody of these children to a biological parent who was, in, who was heterosexual or in a heterosexual relationship. But then that research died off. And I think people presumed that it was no longer happening. And that is absolutely not found. I've absolutely found that, you know, some courts are doing a fantastic job. And I've also found that families are still losing their kids in court because they're, and their former spouses or ex-partners are using that against them in, the, in courts. I, I didn't meet anybody else who had LGBTQ parents until I was 13. And it was at... Uh, family week in Provincetown, so a large, the largest annual gathering of LGBTQ families in the world, uh, which at the time I went, it's not as big as it is today by any means, but 
And when I started, this was in 2003, I was in the teen group, I was 13, and in the teen group, then we separated into families that had been formed through uh, assisted reproductive technologies, so donor sperm or surrogacy. Uh, Adoption and foster care was another group, and then the third group was families that had been formed through a previous uh, different sex relationship. And the biggest group of those three was the different sex relationship one. And then the assisted reproductive technologies and foster care and adoption were like pretty even from there, but we were definitely smaller. And it was a really different experience for the the teens who were dealing with divorce in there. You know, divorce one is difficult for you know any family to go through. And then their parents coming out or and then how their biological families and extended families and everyone was reacting like it it was really hard and I think it was hard certainly for some of the teens at the time and I don't know like how much of this Josiah actually like remembers or you know maybe it'll come back as we discuss it but I definitely I very clearly remember him struggling with how other people would react to the fact that I was marrying a woman that I had, you know, a, a, a woman living with us in our home as my partner, as my romantic partner. I remember that he had this, he went through this like super awkward period of just like not knowing what language to use, not knowing what to share with his friends. Sometimes like, I remember one time, like his friend, one, he had a friend come over to our house um, and he like kept pretending that Hillary wasn't there. He didn't want to have to like talk about it or with a friend and not know how, you know, how the friend would react. I think that that experience of him um, knowing that there are certain stigmatizations associated with two women being parents um, together that he struggled with, even if he may not have felt it himself, but he struggled with other people not being accepted. That's funny. Um, I hadn't thought about that in ages, but um, the thing that first came to my mind um, when you started talking, Katie, was the time when Josiah had just started um, going to school at the school where I taught at in New Orleans. And I remember I was trying to pick him up at the end of the day and he was still talking to a few new friends. And, you know, the kids had realized that I was standing there watching them. And so one of the one of the little boys asked Josiah, they were like, who's that watching us? And he goes, that's my and you could hear him pause. And he goes, that's my hill. And I just thought it was so sweet um, because I think maybe he didn't he really didn't know what to say. And then, you know, I just I was his and um, that I found really, really sweet. Do you remember? that? I don't actually. I don't remember most of them. Do you remember having a friend over and ignoring Hillary? No. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we definitely do. <laughs> I mean, it makes total sense, obviously. Like nobody like nobody was like terribly surprised. We we get it. I mean, you know, you like in middle school and you, you gosh, you were in fifth grade and who wants to be different in fifth grade, you know? <laughs> yeah, we had the I'm just backing up your research, Katie, because in my experience, I we moved to the new town, and I remember we there were some really close friends that I made like right in our on our street, and one of my friends who 
was in a step parent, like he had a step parent and like, that's who he lived with his mom and his stepdad and was so was familiar with different types of families. And we talked about how I had moms and he knew that. And he still came over. This was like months and months after like spending all of our time together playing, you know, and he came over and he's like, okay, but where does Nancy sleep? (laughs) I was like, well, in my mom's, like in my mom's plurals, you know, like room. And he was like, okay, but like where? And so we had to like, we, and like I mentioned it to my moms. And so we all like, where like I walked him into, you know, my parents' room, you know, usually you have friends over and that's like, that room's like off limits. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like two dressers. It's just like your house. They're both in here. You know, we had to like <laughs> sit him down for it. <laughs> Thankfully, his parents were like super cool and they were like, good. Why didn't he get that? You know, like, I think my parents were like, by the way, we had to explain this again. And they were like, geez, Louise, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, he needs a tour. We're doing this again. Like, <laughs> he didn't get it the first time. Yeah. Although I, I was still younger and I never had a like parent, like a uniquely parent name for my mom, Nan. Um, I always called her by her first name. Now that Juniper is getting older, um, Josiah, are you finding yourself like using some of her names for for your moms? Yeah. Is that changing for you? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Juniper calls um, mom, as in Katie, mama, and calls Hillary mommy. And I find myself doing that more and more just because that's what she does. And adopting language around me is kind of what I do. Yeah. And has becoming a big brother changed your relationships with, with your parents? Um, I'm not entirely certain. I mean, I've always wanted a sibling. And that's something I always said like, when I was really young. And I guess I didn't quite understand how mom couldn't do that. And I would ask and ask and try and stuff. And then when I kind of rolled around, I'm like, this is this is crazy. And now it's here. It's, it's fun and fun to be a part of. It's enjoyable. Uh, what's one of the best things now about being a big brother? Um, showing off my sister to friends. People, my, oh, my friends love her. She's adorable. They think she's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, Kitty and Hillary, when, what was your, your process like to decide to grow your family? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a big old, I mean, well, you know, if, if you're, if, you know, Josiah was giving you pressure from that side, you know, like you knew he was on board uh, or, or possibly you did, you know, what was that experience, like that journey kind of like for you? So yes, Josiah was putting all sorts of pressure on us that he wanted to like lots of it. And it was really hard because I'm sure he didn't realize that he was doing this, but he's pretty, he was very much like, I want a sibling. I want a little brother. I want a little sister. It would be so great. And at the same time, um, we had already decided that we were wanted to have another child, but we were having an extremely hard time getting pregnant. And so it was this like, it was like a knife in the gut every time he would be like, I really want a sibling. And such a hard time getting there it was like okay do we really have to do this again (laughs) so that was tough you know I had always envisioned that I was done that Josiah was going to be my only and then I met Hillary and I entertained for the first time the prospect of having another child because Hillary really wanted that and I was like okay 
well, let's think about it. And I even surprised myself because I thought that was like a non-starter for me. And I met Hillary and fell in love with Hillary and then realized that, you know, maybe it didn't have to be non-starter. Any final thoughts or advice for any, you know, single parents, step parents and like youth in, in blended families? I think one of the important things uh, to remember is, you know, if you if you take the gay community, the LGBTQ community's definition of family, you know, that for a lot of people is a family that you put together and that you choose. And in a lot of ways, I mean, that's the same thing for us. We all chose each other. Um, and I think that that's one of the most beautiful things about our family. And so, you know, we may not have all come into the family at the same time, but at this point, um, we're here and we're supportive of each other and we love each other. And I think that's what really makes a family. The one thing that I would say is I tend to have this like very utopian idea about family. So I definitely see family as something that you choose and you build for yourself. And I always raised Josiah to really think that. I feel like I remember teaching him that when he was really, really young. And so that I think helped us, Hillary and I, just to kind of, you know, I think it helped Josiah see Hillary and I as us, I should say. One of the things that I learned from the five years of research for the book that I'm writing is that, you know, families, many families include more than two parents. And that's awesome. And that people can make that work and that that can be super beneficial for kids. And so I have that kind of like utopian vision of the world of like, you know, step families come together usually because someone broke up or, you know, there was a breakup prior. Um, that's usually how step families are formed. But from that, you know, you can actually build really strong and stable um, networks for kids. And that that's a good thing. <laughs> he said he didn't press his speech. <laughs> Um, anything like maybe just say anything you you would tell your, your younger self? I tell myself that things are hard, but they get better, and that they're confusing, but to just roll with it. Well, thank you, thank you, Katie, Hillary, and Josiah. Thank you so much for talking with me. Again, thank you for joining us today. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Outspoken Voices. You can find Outspoken Voices on our website, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Family Equality Council at familyequality.org and on Facebook and Instagram at Family Equality and on Twitter at Family underscore Equality. Until next time, remember that love, justice, family, and equality is what brings our families together.